Hello and welcome to FM On Demand with Tara Fitzpatrick. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick. We are talking today about retro recipes, old cookbooks. Do you like to look at old cookbooks? Because I really do. There are just so many interesting things to see. If you get something from the 70s, it's like, how did everything come in jello? And I think that was one of the first cookbooks that I had. It was like, it had a was it Betty Crocker? It had like a red and white checkered cover and it was like cooking for kids. And I remember that most of it consisted of like mashed potatoes. Um, but then there were some other cookbooks too that, that we just, just growing up with, you just remember. And I had an old boss who was a, a garage sale enthusiast and he would sometimes find like some really ancient books, like I'm talking like from the 1800s where you don't even want to turn the pages because they're crumbling and there's some, you know, handwritten things in there. My former mother-in-law is always trying to get my daughter to learn cursive because she's like, there's things that you can read that if you can't read cursive and that's true. And especially the style of cursive that they used in the 1800s. I mean, what are you going to do with that? So anyway, we are talking with K through 12 chef. This is Chartwell's Southwest Re- Regional Chef Carrie Richardson. She's an old friend of food management. I first met her talking about this old recipe that she revived. It had kind of been lost to time at this school in Texas, and she brought it back. She adapted it for present day for you know school lunch standards. It totally became a hit. It was featured just the beginning of this school year as one of the first day hoorays. Um, I think that's what I called it, but that's, um, there's only, there's a whole bunch of cool back to school menu items that if you haven't looked at that, take a look because there's some great ideas there. But anyway, we wanted to catch up with Chef Carrie and she's just delightful to talk to. And she has a new role. She's um, regional chef. So that means Southwest regional chef. So that means that she's been like driving all over Texas and doing all kinds of new stuff. So we um, definitely get caught up with her. So please enjoy. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So we have some catching up to do. Our readers first got to know you like a few years ago. I did an article about the Western burger, which was something that you rediscovered um, kind of like from that was like lost to time. But you you were able to sort of like Indiana Jones, like archaeological like dig. <laughs> so I wonder if you could just recap, like, how did that all how did you do that? Yes. So. Wichita Falls ISD, there was a cafeteria lady back in the 70s. Um, She wanted something new and different for the kids. So she came up with this, what they call the Western Burger. So um, they had it in the schools for about 30 or 40 years. And then somewhere around the 2000s, everything had to go whole grains. And Mm -hmm. they just, the students lost interest in it. um, So they took it off the menus Fast forward to about four years ago, mm-hmm. um, I dug through some of the original cookbooks from the cafeterias at Wichita Falls ISD and kind of modernized. Um, mm-hmm. It was tricky because I still had to keep the original taste that right, right. The, the nostalgia, right? That's what they... the people my age now mm-hmm. 
they want that original taste, right? So of course, being a chef, I'm like, I could add Dijon mustard and Gouda cheese (laughs) and kind of spruce it up a little bit. But luckily, there was some folks in the district that had been around. And they were able to kind of guide me and say, it needs more cheese, it needs more mustard, it needs whatever it needs. Um, So imagine it's like, um, it's similar to a Biroc. Um, okay. Some people call them like kolaches. Um, there's controversy with the kolache term, <laughs> but it's in that realm, right? So it's- a kolache, I I would say it kind of is that. It's sort of it's a meat pocket. Like how would you kind of? Because I kind of know what they are, but kind of not. How would you describe like a kolache? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was corrected recently. Um, <laughs> kolaches technically do not have meat in them. It's oh. a it, yes. Uh, so that's why I say it's a little controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think of a kolache. I grew up knowing a kolache as a sausage wrapped yeah. in dough. That's what I was thinking. So, more like a sausage. And it's definitely like Eastern European, right? Like from immigrants yes. that came over, like it's for sure like Polish or Hungarian or German or something like that. Yeah, Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. I there you go. I was close. <laughs> There's a town in Texas and I drive through it often now. It's called West Texas. It's actually right south of uh, Dallas, in between Dallas and Waco. And they have a huge Czechoslovakian population. So they have a lot of kolache shops. Okay, there you go. I stop every time. (laughs) Every time I go through, I stop and get one. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Some have fruit, like a jam. Oh, yeah, you can do a sweet one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there's just that little population in Texas. They, they have a ton of them. Yes. Um, that's interesting. Like here in the Cleveland, Ohio area, we have a ton of Eastern European food influence too, like pierogies, um, all yes. kinds of stuff like that for sure. I that's, love it. It's just good food. So there were some OG cafeteria ladies there that would, they would t- taste it along with you and be like, Oh, it's yes. not quite, not quite what it was. What were some things in the recipe that you were like, wanted to modernize like did they use like lard or something like that like some ingredient no. where it's like not 40 years ago they would make their own yeast dough oh, um man. so that was super time consuming and mm-hmm. uh we i had to kind of modernize it by using a frozen dough um mm. which is perfectly fine um the yeah. consistency the price the it's just it sometimes that if you can find the right product mm-hmm then that's a better way to go. So, and, and with the yeast, you know, when you use dry yeast, it's Mm -hmm. so temperamental. Sometimes you just have to get it just right. If your water temperature isn't right, there's so many factors. Oh yeah. And I mean, yeah, just go into that. The labor of it all. I can see why you would want to get like, let's find a good product. So that's cool. Yes. Yeah. So the, the research in finding the right dough was, a little time consuming. Um, mm-hmm. we would, I didn't order like 10 different doughs. I would try one. It was a, it was a very, um, a time consuming process to mm-hmm. find the right dough and then yeah. find the right mixture and then find the right size. Like how, mm-hmm. because we need to contribute to child nutrition values. Right. So if it's 1.75 ounces of meat, meat mm-hmm. alternate, it's not going to tr- contribute enough for USDA. So, right. 
so finding all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. And we finally got the right concoction and the <laughs> right balance of everything. And it was just, it turned the right now, they're just, they love it. They love it. It's, I did get shot down though, because I wanted hmm. to add Dijon mustard and Gouda cheese. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> they said, no, absolutely not. Like, it no, has to be yellow mustard and American cheese. Like it For has sure. to be the original from the seventies. And we yeah. got it. We got it really close to the original in the seventies. So that is so still, cool. you know what? We're still selling so many on the food truck and in the cafeterias. They are on the menu about once a month in the middle school and high schools. Yeah. And there's teachers that just come by and they're like, can I take a few home? Like I want to buy <laughs> extra to take home and feed it. to my family this weekend. Yes. They, they're so nostalgic and they, uh -huh. they, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a community thing. I'm, it yeah. is. It's just that. Yeah. And it's like, it would have been lost if you wouldn't have looked back. So it's like, it's sort of like inspiring for somebody who might be listening. Like, let me find that old cookbook. That's like in the back of this cafeteria. Like, yes, I mean, there's a few other recipes yeah. that are in those cookbooks that, uh, they're like, uh, cake doughish. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's so many unique recipes, mm -hmm. That I I so bad want to dive in and research more about yes. all of these old recipes. You should. It's like food history is so interesting because it tells you so much about the people of that time and like and then to be able to bring it back and like have somebody who was there be like, yep, this is it. This is amazing, and it's ground beef, right? That's yes. that's inside it. So yes. what are and without giving away like the secret <laughs> recipe, what are some of like what are the seasonings that go? So it's very simple. You cook dried onions of all things. Oh, wow. The dehydrated onions uh -huh, is the key uh -huh. ingredient. Yep. And you have to cook that with your ground beef, you know, to rehydrate it. Mm -hmm. um, American or cheddar, if you're making them at home, uh -huh. I prefer cheddar. Um, <laughs> American melts better. It's so melty. Yeah, yeah. And just a basic seasoning. I mean, salt and pepper, it's not... Wow it's, it's not rocket science. That is so cool. It's and so then, simple, but it's so tasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a really neat presentation too. Cause it's and we will, we'll try to put a link to the original story about it. And then also it was one of the first day favorites where to welcome everybody back to school recently. So I, yes. I shared that and it was, it was one of the stars, like people just want to know about this. Super cool. Yes. Very nice. Cool. And I wanted to ask you too, um, catching up wise. So you have gotten a promotion, you're regional executive chef now. So tell us a little bit about like what, how your role has changed. Yes. So, um, I yes. So I am now the regional executive chef for the state of Texas. So that means I support Chartwell schools, 24 different districts in the state of Texas. Well, um, so going from operations mm -hmm. in Wichita Falls into a regional role has, I mean, I have, I know the hardships and I know yeah, what our districts are actually experiencing. So I feel like I am there to support them and help guide them through some of their challenges to make everyone's life a little bit better. Not only that, but some of our programs within Chartwell's Discovery Kitchens and Student Choices and Mood Boost activities, 
getting to get in these districts Mm -hmm. that they don't have maybe uh, the smaller districts, you Mm -hmm. know, they don't have as much support getting into those districts and getting those kids that nutrition education is so rewarding and so fulfilling. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Getting to see all the different areas of Texas and experience the different, like the, the regional favorites and stuff from Mm -hmm. the different parts of Texas. Um, so it's super exciting, super fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just loving it. That's so cool. I'm I'm so glad to hear that. Congrats on, on this you. new role. Cause you are like throwing yourself into it. It sounds like, and you're coming from a place of understanding like individually, like what each place might be going through. And I just, I love the idea of Texas food. There's so much there. I mean, of course there's barbecue, there's brisket, Tex-Mex. Like what are some of the areas that you've been kind of like rediscovering or, or finding out about? So I found another local favorite that I wanted to share with you um, (laughs) in Dayton, Texas, just outside of Houston. Um, When I first came into this role, I met the superintendent here and she said, we have this green rice that was in an original cookbook from 30, 40 years ago. Green rice. Hmm. Yeah. She's like, I, I would love to bring this green rice back. Okay, uh, we'll work on this. So I had to <laughs> dive in a little bit, right? And yeah. it's a real simple rice pilaf that has green onions, parsley, and green bell peppers in it. Yum, um, that sounds so good. But it turns it, you know, it turns the rice a little green and mm-hmm. you cook it with chicken broth or vegetable okay. broth. Um, so I just love learning all these little uh, yes. regional specific items. Um in Alice, Texas, hmm. uh, down by Corpus Christi, they uh, they love the Tex-Mex. I mean, oh, it's yeah. super close to the to the um, Mexico near the, the border, Mexico. Yeah. yeah, so it's super down in South Texas. Mm-hmm. So they love the Tex-Mex, um, but they also that was one of the districts that you featured in the article as well with a oh, barbecue yeah. pulled pork stuffed baked potato. Oh my god. Amazing. Yes. So they <laughs> love the barbecue. They love the Tex-Mex oh, pretty yeah. much all over the state. For um, sure. For sure. But then when you get closer to Austin, you know, those are more plant forward uh, diets. You know, yeah. It's yeah. Just the different regions of Texas, these uh-huh. students like different things. So mm-hmm. we have some more plant forward menu items when nice. we get closer to the Austin area. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is a big state. Like, it really is. Like, I mean, I would imagine driving across it would take a pretty good long time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's so cool to rediscover some some of this stuff and like looking for the the historical recipes, definitely. And I wanted to get to get back a little bit to like just the challenges of K through 12. Cause it's like, we've, we're kind of have made it through this pandemic, but I know that like labor is still a big thing. Supply chain is maybe a little bit eh, not great. Like what are, what are some of the challenges that like your people are dealing with? So we see the same challenges just about as every other restaurant. Um, yeah. We see some staffing, we see some supply chain, but the, the, the biggest impact that I've seen is how everyone pulls together. Our teams have come together so well and they have such a strong bond because they work together. I was in another district and they 
just, I was just blown away by how much they support each other and do whatever it takes to help each other out. Um, So for sure. I mean, there. Yes, we have the same challenges, but we are still mm. feeding kids every day, regardless. And our team shows up when they nice. need to to make it happen. And I'm just blown away by it. And and getting to see that's so good. This the different districts around Texas. Yeah, it's, it's so fulfilling to know that. That's awesome. They and and with supply chain. Yeah. Yes, we have we have some supply chain issues here and there. It's mm-hmm. not anything astronomical. It's not anything. Um, yeah. Good. We make adjustments as we need to. It's mm-hmm. we're still feeding kids. We're still compliant with our USDA guidelines. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not like it was two years ago. We'll say that Things for sure. So much better. Right, um, right. Yeah, at least we're moving ahead at this point. Yeah. And just like anyone, we just go with we go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I I was explaining to somebody like who didn't know our industry very well. And just I specifically called out the K through 12 segment. I was like, these people have so much heart and they have so much fire just to feed kids. And it's like, it's it's amazing. Like I'm always just like, ah, so glad that you guys <laughs> I'm just so glad that there are people that care so much about kids and like getting them that nutrition and the education is a piece of it too. So what yeah. are some like new programs or concepts that you've got like sort of on the horizon? horizon this year? So we are, we just introduced a global eats pilot program. Um, So that it takes the kids on a tour around the world through their cafeteria. Oh yeah. Um, So each week will feature a different country and we have taken the flavors and main ingredients from each country. Uh, The first four weeks are Mexico, Italy, China, and India. So we're going to introduce these global foods to our students in the cafeteria. Um, And there's all kinds of activities that go along with it. We also have the smoothie program that we have just launched. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, a little more, um, it's, it's yogurt, fruit, fruit juices, things like that. Um, so the vegetarian trend, of course, mm-hmm. that's on the rise. Yeah. Um, and then we're also working on a plant forward concept so that oh, students that, cool. that are, uh, we want to teach students that like beans have protein, right? They do. Yep. So we, there's so much variety that you can add into your diet. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's a concept that we're working on now. Um, nice. We've got a handful of districts across the United States that are kind of going to pilot that and get some feedback. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to roll that one out. Yeah, that's cool. And beans are a big part of it. I mean, yeah, they have tons of fiber too. Like they really are good for you. Like, and it's, it's a good product that you can have. You can, you know, keep, have some cans on hand. Like it's not hard to get that ready, get it out of there. Would you ever like soak dry beans? Like that seems like that might be too much. Labor. Um, you, you can it's, yeah. it's it's just time consuming you just right. don't soak overnight but if you're not it, you have to be prepared if you're using dry beans you have to be prepared mm-hmm. um, otherwise canned beans are just fine I think so too yeah there's for our family reunion every year my mom used to make um baked beans and she would do them with the real beans and that was so different to us as kids I'm like boy the texture and 
I don't know this, hopefully my mom won't listen to this one, but it may have been user <laughs> error. Cause they were, they were almost like crunchy. And like, I kind of crave that though. I'm like, this is good, but it's, I don't think it's quite the way that like baked beans should be per se, <laughs> but like it is, it's a different thing when you, when you soak the dried beans. So yes, it's another yes. thing to explore. There's people that think that you have to soak the beans. There's people you have to soak them in something carbonated. You have oh to, yeah. Yeah. Or baking I soda. Done, I've heard that. Right. I've mm-hmm. done dried beans uh, without soaking them. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Longer. You just They're cook just them longer. That seems to be like the prevailing like food science wisdom that I've been seeing lately where it's like, you don't really have to soak them overnight. You just have to like simmer them a little bit longer. And it's like, yes. if you're at home, if it's a nice Saturday. <laughs> and if you're, what I do at home when I'm, when I'm not prepared, say the weather just changed. I'm like, man, I really want a big pot of beans. Mm-hmm. I throw it in the uh, pressure cooker. Oh, that's I, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I cook beans in my pressure cooker at home a lot and you can nice. keep dried beans forever in your pantry. So I know I yeah. always have dried beans. And then whenever I, I mean, it's like an hour in the pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What are some other things that you cook? Like when you're at home, like, cause it, it's always interesting to ask chefs. Like sometimes they're like, I don't cook at all. I hate it. <laughs> like well, what are, what's your, what's lately been your like go-tos? I love breakfast and I love, um, <laughs> I love trying new stuff. So I will, um, like I, I also shop from my local farmer's market a lot. So nice. if they have patty pan squash or oh, eggplant in season or the multicolored bell peppers, that's what I oh, buy yeah. on the weekends and I nice. will try new stuff with it. Um, cool. I bought some patty pan squash a couple of weeks ago from my farmer's market, took oh, it down yeah. the road to grandma's house. And oh. yeah, because <laughs> I, I like sharing things like that. Like that's not yes. something that we see regularly. So no, everybody should do that. If there is an elderly grandma or Mima in your life, <laughs> and there's, I, I have a great uncle Jack and I've been making him different stuff. He loves cabbage and noodles. Like just sort of like challenge yourself, like make a giant batch of something and, and like bring it to that, to that bitty down the street. Cause they are going to love it. <laughs> It's funny. So I made, um, for my, I also bought some like a uh, pumpkin jam oh, from cool. the local farmer's market. So I had seen something and I'm on a uh, TikTok and I wanted to try it. It was like huh. the pumpkin grilled cheese. What? Oh, that so, sounds good. So of course I had to go home and try it. And I asked my grandma, do you want some pumpkin on your grilled cheese? <laughs> she said, absolutely not. <laughs> She's like, are you crazy? <laughs> Just a plain grilled it. cheese for grandma. So, yes. uh, so that's what I like to do at home. I cook a lot of vegetarian food. I don't mm. consider myself a vegetarian, but I like to try new things. I like yeah, to same. just have a variety. Um, mm. And of course, pasta. I love pasta. I could never live without it. Me too. Yes. And I finally tried that new, there's this pasta shape. I think it's called cascatelli, but it's, it's something that somebody who is like a YouTuber or something, um, created and like, it has the maximum, like it picks up the sauce. It looks kind of like a ruffle. Like it's, okay. it's sort of, it's really neat. So that's there's, and there's always, there's a million different like pasta shapes to try and like all the, I've also been experimenting with like the cauliflower pasta, red lentil oh, pasta, yeah. nice. chickpea pasta. Mm-hmm. I, I I just like to try all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's like come out with something good, and and also um, 
go into the archives once in a while and find, find the history. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you do more stuff like that. And I just, I love old cookbooks. So I think I definitely like, I want you to take some pictures of those like old pages, just, we can, we can check that out for sure as you go back into the the archives, but yeah, so great to have you on the show and you're have been a friend of our magazine for a long time and it's, it's so wonderful to catch up. So we will not let so much time pass between the next time. I hope you'll come back. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate this so much. Yeah, thank you.